a good friend, Roy Cummings. Roy, how are you this morning, man? Pat, I'm great. And uh, before we go any further, let me just say great job all week. I've been listening to you, my man. And as uh, you're filling in, and I don't know why you're just filling in, man. Uh, you've done a tremendous job. Uh, you certainly earned a, a regular spot, in my opinion. Uh, great stuff every day all week long so uh, good work there my man well Roy I really appreciate it man and uh, thanks again uh, listen uh, I was talking in the last segment and I'm a little surprised that I even got here but I've been looking at the Bucks free agent class and I thought is it crazy to think that maybe the Bucks should use that franchise tag on Brian Anger you know uh, obviously franchise tags have been used at punters before in fact it's one of the positions that I think sometimes gets gets used often uh, because you know, look, it's a valuable piece. And when you find a guy that, that works, you want to hold on to him. And that's one way to do it. I don't think it's a bad idea. Uh, you look at the number and you say, okay, how much different is that uh, for a veteran guy who's usually at the top of the list in terms of uh, net cutting average, gross average, uh, dropping it down inside the 20. Uh, he does what you want him to do. He can directional kick it. Uh, you know, he, he's been tremendous for this team this year. Uh, he's been a big asset really one of the underrated players on the team. Uh, I know I haven't written much about him, if anything about him. And, uh, you know, I've, I've kind of missed the boat there a little bit. Uh, he's certainly one of the more valuable players on this team. Uh, obviously one of the most underrated players on this team. But, yeah, I could see that happening. Um, you know, I think they'll come to an agreement, and they won't have to. Uh, but at the end of the day, if that's what it takes, boy, that's what I would do to keep him if you have to do it. Hey, Roy, good morning. This is uh, Len Martez. How are you, sir? Good, Len. How you doing, my man? I'm doing well. Hey, I know we're months away, and there's still a chance, slight chance, that the Bucks make the playoffs tomorrow. Don't be silly. We know, we, we know the scenarios. We know plenty of them. You and I both at camp uh, all week long. But my question to you is, what's the glaring weakness that this team needs to address come draft? Well, I, I think the more we look at it as the season shapes up, um, look, the running back situation is completely different now. So I'm going to take that off the table for now. Um, but one of the reasons I don't think the running game worked as well this year is I don't think the offensive line was as strong this year as we thought it was going to be. Um, I don't know what the future holds for Donovan Smith. I don't know how the Bucks really feel about him at left tackle. You know, there's been talk about him possibly moving inside to play guard. That might not be a bad idea if J.R. Sweezy can't come back. We'll see what happens there. Um, I, I think – Obviously, DeMar Dotson is starting to get on in years. You have to wonder how much more you have left with him. I would think maybe another year, maybe two, but I think you got to start looking at that position. I would say right now, the one guy that you know for sure can play for you for a long time is Ali Marpet. And I think Donovan Smith can too. I just don't know if it's left tackle. Now, left tackle yeah. is a hard spot to play. Yeah. And I'm not sure we should judge him after just two seasons. And I don't think he's had a bad year, but I think they could do better. And what, may, what I'm starting to think is if the best player on the board next year at whatever the pick is, number 17 overall, whatever it might be, if the best player on the board is a left tackle, why wouldn't you take that player there and then consider moving Donovan Smith either right tackle, left guard, or, or somewhere else? And, and I think you know they might need to address the center position a little bit too. So I think offensive line has to be better. There's a reason, guys that the scramble play become the, became the number one play for, for Jameis Winston. Yeah. We all joke about it. We all kind of chuckle every time they say that. But there's a reason it happened. And it's, it's primarily because the offensive line broke down. 
and you just can't have that. Jameis Winston is the franchise. This kid gets beat up every Sunday. He takes extra hits himself because of his competitiveness, and I think you've just got to protect him better. So I think in order to get your running game back on board, uh, before you can give anybody, whoever it may be, a chance in the running game, and in order to give uh, Jameis Winston a better opportunity to do the work that he can do, I think you got to start to work on that offensive line a little bit. Speaking with our friend Roy Cummings from FanRagSports.com and also FloridaFootballInsiders.com. Roy, really want to get your take on the Doug Martin situation because Mark Cook and I were talking about this, I think it was yesterday. If I were to rank, not that we would want to, but if I were to rank the players in that locker room that I thought might have a run-in, might have an issue at all with drugs, I think Doug Martin would have come towards the bottom, if not on the bottom of that list. How surprised are you by what's transpired over the last couple of weeks with Doug Martin? Yeah, I heard that conversation, guys, as I was driving in yesterday. And I got to be honest, when, it, when you were saying it, the number top three popped into my head. If you were to ask, you just did, you just, you just did ask me <laughs> that question. I'd put him in the top three of the players I would think would have a drug problem. Really? Here's why. Uh, look, guys, where there's smoke, there's fire. And there's been smoke about Doug Martin for years. There was smoke before it goes back to Josh Freeman. Um, there was, there were, and this is just rumors, guys. I've, no one has ever confirmed any of this stuff to me. I'm not trying to tell you something that I know. This is just what I've heard around the building, around football, around town. When Josh Freeman suddenly melted down, there was talk then that don't be surprised if Doug Martin's the next guy. I think Doug Martin hangs with Josh Freeman a lot. Now, you know, and I, I'm look. I'm See, I didn't know that. that I'm not, yeah, I'm not a guy that believes just because you hang out with somebody that means you're doing the same kind of thing. And we still don't have all the, the answers on Josh Freeman. And we don't have any answers really on, on Doug Martin. And I'm not put, placing blame or, or trying to stereotype the kid in any way. But I've heard a lot of talk about Doug Martin, even coming up to the contract that was questioned. You know, do you want this guy? There's a lot of talk about what he's doing off the field. I, 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 and I, again, I've never had any of this stuff confirmed. I don't know, but if, but seriously, you asked me the question, I would have put him. I said, it's, I'm, I'm not that surprised. I've heard a lot of talk about it, and I, I hate talking in that context because I'm not a big fan of rumors. I, my job is to, to find out the facts. Until now, I've had no real reason to go out and find the facts on this guy, and now we do. But so I'm not that surprised. And I'll say this, guys: when this thing happened, the first thing that came into my mind was something like this, and. Mm-hmm. I wrote it in Florida Football Insiders the day before we found out what the real reason was for his suspension uh, or for his absence and his benching. And I wrote it, if you look at the end of that column, it was a, it was a column looking at a little bit inside this Doug Martin thing, and I said, you know, I hate to say it, but this thing has a bit of a Josh Freeman feel to it. We can only wow. hope that's not that doesn't prove to be the case. Less than 24 hours later, this has got a real Josh Freeman feel to it. it it's You know, we've got a kid now who – Forget about football. He may have played his last game in the NFL. This kid's got a real issue ahead of him. He's got a big battle ahead of him. And if he can can beat it, great. But there's a chance he can. Let me ask you this. With that being said, with you knowing those things about Doug Martin, uh, would your first instinct right now, looking at this Buccaneer team, saying, you know what, the expectations have to change with with the way they're building this team, would you move on from him at this point? I wouldn't move on from him because – the talent is so great, and you've got to give him the chance to beat this. But this is just based on what I know. The Bucks, I'm sure, know a lot more about what's going on, and they have an idea of 
how capable he is probably of beating this problem. Can he, you know, I mean, look, he dealt with it. He's been dealing with it for years, my guess is. And even last year, the kid was great. And he, he didn't quite find it, you know, find his rhythm this year. And I think that had more to do with the injury than, the, than whatever the dependency is that he's, that he's battling. But So you don't know, to be fair. Right, yeah, okay. you don't know. And, and so I don't move on from him immediately, but I think okay. you have to be prepared to move on from him. And that's why, you know, I think this running back core could look completely different. Now, I wrote today on FanRag Sports Network, uh, on FanRag Sports, FanRag.com, that Jaquiz Rogers suddenly looks really good to this team going forward. Just two weeks ago, I don't think Jaquiz Rogers felt like he had a future with this team. He's sitting on the bench in Dallas behind Doug Martin and Charles Sims on the depth chart. Now he's number one on the depth chart, and you can depend on him, I think. So the thing about Doug Martin right now, the thing about Charles Sims, you can't depend on either one of them. You don't know if Doug Martin's going to be there, period. You don't know what state he's going to be in if he is. And and with Charles Sims, I hate to say it, but the kid's had three injuries now in in three years, and and he's missed so much time. How much can you rely on him as a third down back? So, um, yeah, I think there's every possibility that this running back core looks completely different um, I think there's ever a strong possibility this team spends an early-round pick, if not a first-round pick, on a running back next year. Uh, they sign someone in free agency. Uh, they have to rebuild it because, let's face it, that's this offense. You have to give Jameis Winston time through play-action fakes and a running game that, that uh, defense, defenses have to respect. So you've got to have the running game. Hey, Roy, we are one game away from the end of Dirk Carter's rookie season here as a head coach. Let me ask you, and he's had his hiccups earlier in the season. But are there obvious things that he's got better at as the season went along? Yeah, and I think he's learned from his mistakes, and that's what you want to see a guy do. I mean, we haven't seen too many uh, brain cramps now in terms of uh, uh, you know, management, clock management decisions like we had earlier in the year. Uh, he did take Jameis Winston out of a game later on. Uh, my guess is, you know, if tomorrow's game is decided uh, for some reason or another, you may even take Jameis out tomorrow at some point. Uh, no, I think he's gotten better, and uh, I think I think a lot of times we forgot that Dirk Cutter is a rookie head coach, and it's just if you've never done it before, boy, you just can't expect to go out there and and, and be special at it right away. So, um, I, I think he's done a pretty good job of learning from the mistakes and figuring things out and use making better use of the people around him. Um, it helps that the defense came along. It helps that uh, Jameis Winston got better. Um, but let's face it, uh, you know, this team wasn't as good in some areas as we thought. Again, the running game wasn't quite as good. The pass, the, uh, uh, the, the offensive line wasn't quite as good. That fell apart around him. Injuries everywhere. Um, yet he got this team to 9-7. and seven. He's kept everybody focused. He kept this team in the, in the mix. Uh, even right now, they're in the mix. Uh, a lot of things have to happen. But, hey, a couple of things have already happened in their favor. So uh, let's see. So I think he's done a pretty good job of uh, figuring out some of the things that uh, – he might, he might have uh, stumbled over uh, early on and, and corrected him. I, I like what he's done. Following up on that, Roy, l- let me ask you this, because this is something I said during the week, but I always like to hear uh, when I have an opinion, what somebody who uh, I respect their opinion as much, what, the, what they tend to think about it. I said this week, and, and tell me what you think about this. I, I truly believe as young as this football team is and as much progression as I think we should expect from guys like Jameis and this young nucleus I truly believe when it comes to the team as a whole, we may just see the biggest step forward between this year and next come from Dirk Cutter. Would you, would you agree with that? Yeah, I could see that. I mean, 
Look, we saw a big step forward this year from, from Jameis Winston. If you go and look at the numbers, they're much better. Uh, we saw a big step forward with Ali Marpet, I think, um, and other places. I think the defense took a big step in season. Uh, so, yes, I, I definitely see that. Again, when you've done it, when he looks back, he's going to, boy, he's going to hit himself and hang, oh, gosh, it's going to, you know, well, I could have done that better, and I could have done that, and I know that. He'll write it down. He'll remember those things. I mean, he's a meticulous guy like that. He knows the game very well. He just It's been a long time since he was a head coach. He did a lot of things right. He knows he did some things wrong. And, yes, I think you could see a big step forward with him. In fact, I would think that there would be a big step forward from him. And I would think it could be worth as many as two, maybe even three victories next year. Because when you go back and look at some of the mistakes that he made this year, no question. you say, okay, you know what? That probably cost him a game. That probably cost him a game. So if you eliminate those, well, maybe you win those games. And uh, and I think that could be the difference between being a playoff team and not a playoff team. Look, something else I wrote this week is that this team is who we thought they were. I think anyone who looked at this team objectively said, yeah, it's a playoff contender. But are they really a playoff team? Probably not. Uh, they've that's got where I was, yeah. Things. And that's what they did. And they fell a little bit short. It's disappointing that they've fallen short. But it, I'll tell you what. If they finish 9-7, and seven, how can you not feel good about the progress this team has made? Yeah, absolutely thrilled. Uh, <laughs> even if they finish 8-8, eight and eight, it'll be tough to see them lose three straight to finish, to finish up the year. But even if they finish 8-8, eight and eight, I think they've stay, taken a, a big step forward. A little late for the break. Love to have you on for even longer, Roy. But it's always fun getting to catch up with you on here and uh, have you come to the table with some very good opinions. You always do a great job when you jump aboard, and we do appreciate it, man. Always glad to do it for you guys. You know that.